Save it for the pod. Hello and welcome to Main Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name's Matt. And I'm Matt too. We, today Matt, are going to preview some more public hearings. Lots of public hearings happening, lots of bills of the thousand plus bills that are happening coming through the Education Cultural Affairs Committee. We're on, what, like 40? We are one one hundredth of the way through and that is probably a low guess. Yeah, it's important to have goals. Or high guess. Is it a low guess or a high guess? Uh, That's just, it's a guess. It's a guess. We don't really know. So today, we... Or guesstimate, you like those words? Oh, I do like that, yes. Uh, we're going to preview March 20th and March 21st, and then we have eight bills that we're going to preview today. Well, we're really only going to preview seven. I know there's eight. I already took out the one, unfortunately, about an act to provide funding for the Naval Museum and Gardens in Brunswick. It's one of those darn cultural affairs ones that we just yeah. don't do. Yeah, and, you know, I, I live in the area, and it's actually presented by my local... Uh, representative, so nice. I, I'd like to talk about it, but that's not what we do here. <laughs> nope, that's on our other pod, uh, Main Cultural <laughs> Affairs Matters with Matt and Matt. Uh, I'm Matt, too. That <laughs> okay. All right, so let's, let's said, wait, start. Could, could this be a sub-pod within the pod? <laughs> could we, 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 could do, we could go there. We could create a whole other sub-pod in the pod. That'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> An episode of cult main, main Cultural Affairs with Matt and Matt. This is Matt. I'm Matt, too. And then we have to go back by it. I don't know. So the first one today is LD <laughs> 711. Yep, it sure is. Do not get a free soda with this one. This one is a resolve uh-huh. to establish a commission to study and recommend a minimum age for participation in tackle football. And it's considered an emergency. Now remind us what an emergency means. An emergency means as soon as they vote on this one, it becomes uh, immediate when approved, uh, when it's uh, ratified by the House and the Senate. Okay. Rather than wait the 90 days. Now, these are the ones that also have a lot of whereases. Lots of re- – we love beginning. resolves. We love resolves because of the whereases. Because whereas – this one's a little disappointing. I was. Because there's only four. There's only four. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Uh, this one is presented by Representative Brennan of Portland and co-sponsored by Senator Vitelli of Sagadahawk and a whole number of um, others, representatives and senators. So, again, it's a resolve. So resolves are different than acts because an act is a bill which becomes law. Yes, it does. Okay. Are we going back into uh, I was going. The I School of Rock? <laughs> so... <laughs> it was. The resolves are just I'm things just we're going to do, uh, and they're going to set something up basically. So they're going to establish a commission. Yeah, they want they want to they want to study it. They want to look. They want to get people to look at you know the effects of tackle football and uh, on on brain. There's a lot of stuff happening about that. And they just want they want to look at it. They want to study it. They want to figure out are we doing what's best for all of our kids? And should there be a minimum age? Should there be a minimum age? I don't. Know, what is the minimum age now? What what did tackle football? When does that start? I, have, I, I don't I have, have sons, so I just have a couple of daughters. I have I have two daughters myself. They don't want to play tackle football. They want to either. they want to dance. Which is it, it took every ounce of energy that would to get my six year old to try to play T ball this year. And she's like, Yeah, all right, I'll try. The other one, could, nothing. no, nothing. Just no. Field hockey, no. Soccer, we tried, no. She she just like ran and danced in the field. It was great to watch. It was hilarious. Let's go to the next one. But that's all we got on this. That's one. all we got. Establishes the commission. I'm pretty sure that I mean, work groups are always good things yeah, to study figure out what's going on. Study head trauma of, our, of local Maine kids in terms of how uh, tackle football affects it. 
Next one is LD736, an act to protect students during elections held at their schools. Now, I remember we saw, uh, seeing this one earlier, mm-hmm. like on the titles. And here's what I thought it was going to be. Gotcha. I thought this was going to be something like while, you know, when, when elections happen, schools have their in-school elections as well. They have their in-school votes and things like that. And okay. given the high um, interest but also the volatility of our current political structure, uh, political world out there, that there may have been some kind of animosity and some real chaos that may have ensued in certain areas for in-school elections. I thought this, based on the on the title, an act to protect students during elections held at their schools. I was wrong. You were way wrong. I was completely wrong. Because whatever you just said there has nothing to do with it. It has absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> and... I'm, I'm, I may a culpa to myself because I was wrong. This is a one-sentence bill, which adds language, which is pretty cool. So it's really, really short. And it's 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 presented by uh, Representative Fecto of Biddeford, who is not the Representative Fecto that's on the Education Committee. Yes. So we have two Representative Fectos. The interesting thing about this one, before we get to the language, is there are no co-sponsors. Not a one. Which is weird. That's very. I think this is the first one we've seen. With nobody attaching to it, I could be wrong. If if, it, if it's not, it's one of a very select few. Yeah, which is, and I don't know how that whole process works. So, we'll we'll we will get to that because we have so many more things to learn. We'll dive in. We'll get to the bottom of that. Yes, we will. But yes. what we're not going to do is protect students in the way you thought. Nope. What we're actually going to do is either close the school for election day. Or secure it according to a plan approved by the municipal law enforcement agency responsible for protecting that school. So I guess there are some schools out there who, because um, of the community and the school is the community center, that's where they hold their town elections. And We do, in all of our towns. Great. Yep, they're in one of our schools. That's a special moment. Yeah. And that's great. And I'm glad the kids are there to see it. Yeah, and absolutely. That's I'm being genuine. Yep. Um, so I think this is to say to protect those kids to make sure that the, the, the elections are secure and that, you know, things can happen, bad things can happen, people do stupid things sometimes, to protect them. You know, you've got a lot of people coming into schools, and generally speaking, we want to keep people out of schools except for the people who are supposed to be there. So here's my question for you on this one. All right. So Clearly I'm already wrong way on this one, so you can ask me whatever you want oh, to. Oh, that's <laughs> a fair point. That's a very fair point. So we have our elections in our schools. Uh, it's usually our elementary schools, as it turns out, um, hmm. oddly enough. Um, actually, think about that. More centrally located in their say. communities? Yeah, it just is what it is, I guess. It is it is. So the school, it might be more than that. Clearly, again, I don't know. It's just one of those things you do. So we put the kids, they come in their regular entrance, but they're kind of, they're walled off, or they're, they're kind of told, don't go to the gym today. Or okay. The, or it's the gym, not the cafeteria, because, you know, got to eat. Gotta eat, Matt. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. So it's usually the gym is closed for the day, but it's the voters come in a different entrance. Right. Because you don't want them plowing through the school, as you kind of just said. You know, you're trying to. Well, it's a massive security risk for the, yeah, for the students. Yeah, absolutely. So what is secured according to a plan approved by local law enforcement? Would that be different? Would there be more like. I'm imagining this one to be more secure, so like more. Locked doors, caution tape, 
uh, guards. No, and, and I'm actually caution. Dude. I'm actually being serious on this one. Is because no, I'm, I imagine I, I, one I, of our schools. Do you put so somebody, somebody, some kid doesn't open the door, right, or go through it? Is it going to be locked? Is there going to be a guard? Or the other way, you know, that another person isn't trying to get through the other way, and the the the, the door wasn't locked for exactly. some reason, and now someone can get through. I think that's the entire point is to make sure. Well, and so. Um, a local law enforcement agency would have to work with the school to determine how to best do that. Is it just locking? Is it caution tape? Or is it an, a, a, a guard or a SRO or a police officer who sits there for the day and makes sure no one goes in these extra doors? Yeah, they're, they're basically separated from what's happening in the school that day. Right. Or, again, you close the school. Or you close the school. And I know there's a lot of talk about making Election Day like a holiday. Whether it's yeah, a national holiday for the federal ones, but I know we have voting all the time in Maine. It's all over the place. So do you just close that day for the school and count it as that's just what your community does? So it counts as a school day for everybody, but you close. I, mean, I like the idea of making it easier for people to vote. I do, and too. And if you have it at a school, one of the struggles that we have on Election Day if when we have school is that parking lot parking. is yeah. insane, like quadruple parked. People on the lawns all over the place sure. because of all the staff, the buses, the people who are voting, and it becomes and a, drop offs a and literal nightmare. Yeah, at that point. I can imagine. Just closing it would be much easier, but maybe that's what the intent is. Because I secure, I think everyone's kind of figured that out. Probably not, from what I'm I, hearing. But. I don't know, because there, there's, there are going to be some some small schools in certain areas where it's like, well, no, we're just we're a community of just a you know 800 people. Yeah. Not a big deal. Make sure you go in the back. Just go in the back door, like you know, you know, right. or you know, over there. You you went to school here. Just go over that way. That's completely within the realm of possibility, in my view. And um, I think this is just a way of making sure that communities say, nope. When we're doing voting, make sure the place is secure, not just for protecting the votes, but also making sure that the students in the building are also protected. Agreed. I like that, Bill. Why, yeah. Why aren't there more co-sponsors? Come on, you guys. Come on, legislators. It's a good one. Hey, uh, Representative Fecto of Biddeford, I'll tell you right now. You contact Matt and Matt, we'll help you co-sponsor this bill. How about that right there? Not sure how that works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, know, you, can, you can put our name down there. Put Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt as a co-sponsor. Go ahead. Let's totally go, fine with that. Let's go to the last one for Wednesday, March 20th. <laughs> Just to see one. what happens. Just to see what happens. <laughs> All right. Last one for the 20th? For the 20th. This is LD858. It's another resolve, Matt. Whereas. It's directing the Department of Education. Oh, my God. No whereases as I turn the page. It's a resolve. Whereas there are no whereases. Oh. When we co-sponsor, we should put that into all we of them. Should. Directing the Department of Education to study and make recommendations for the establishment of a main school safety center. This is presented by Representative Corey of Wyndham and co-sponsored by Senator Pouliot, Senator Pouliot of Kennebec and a whole bunch of other people. And basically, this is uh, the DOE is directed to study and make recommendations for the establishment of a main school safety center, which is based on a report that they've done in the past. Uh, and that's it. Yep. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I it's, a, it's, again, another work group. Another work group that just they to, came out of a report that they did a couple of years ago. Just like we were just talking about with the elections, it has to do with safety, um, and that's a really big thing that you know we all want our schools to be as, as safe and protected. We want our students to be you know safe and secure, 
And this is another way, I think, of looking at that. I don't know what the center would be. I don't know what it would do. But let's find out. Let's, yeah, let's, let's put look into together it. and figure it out. That's March 20th. It's amazing. It is amazing. And it's, right it's, 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 it's even more amazing because we are beyond the Ides. We're beyond the Ides of March at that point. So if we get through that at point. At that point, yeah. If so we get, we get through that point, we're good. So I guess if we don't get through that point, you wouldn't know that we're – where am I going with this? I have no idea where you're going with All this. Right, let's go to March 21st then. Happy spring. Happy spring. It's Thursday, March 21st, 1 o'clock p.m. Again, another afternoon one. We have five bills to talk about. The first one is – This was one of your favorites from the titles. Yep, sure was. It's much thicker than I thought, too. This thing is this thing is like a three or four pages. It is LD345. It's an act to help new teachers succeed. Yeah. I, I, I'm on board. This one is presented by Representative McRae of Fort Fairfield, who's on the Education Committee, co-sponsored by Senator Carpenter of Aristook, and a whole bunch of other people. This one is interesting because it adds so much. There is two and a half pages of new language here. Underlined language. And let's kind of walk through this one. All right. This one's relatively complex, which is awesome for us. And it's all, to, to put it under the umbrella of what we're talking here, it's all under one of our favorite topics of PEPG. Yeah. Teacher evaluation. Oh, those days when we had the three-part series. Oh, those were the days. Uh, oh, we were amazing then. Let's, you let's, can find all of those, by the way, on iTunes. Go look, go look us up. Find yeah. a, go look our back episodes. They're in our feed. If you subscribe, just scroll back in scroll the feed. Scroll back. You know, we had we had some great episodes before the session started. We really did. I think they were they were gold. So let's talk about how this goes through here. The first thing is an amendment to supervision of school employees. Uh, right now, it this bill will evaluate probationary teachers during each year of their employment as probationary teachers. Right. Apparently, it doesn't happen now. By law, it doesn't happen after now. So that's the first, that's the easy part. Yeah, th- those evaluated are... evaluated every year now. Yes, and it's always been a local decision of how to do evaluations. This is just going to say if you're new, you need to be evaluated more. Yep. That, that'll help. I'm going with that one. What is it? It's an act to help new teachers succeed. The more you're evaluated and the more you get feedback, that can only help. Feedback helps. On board so far. Next part is... It also pays to read. It does pay to read. That's a nice callback. The next one adds a lot of stuff here. It adds uh, about nomination and election of teachers and teacher contracts. So this one's a little scary right at the beginning. Nomination forfeiture. (gasps) Oh, my God. Can you put in a sting? When you go to edit this, can you put in like a st- dun, 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 kind of, th- of a thing? No? Learn how to edit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll do it. So, so what this one does is I, – I don't know. Let's let, – I'm just – you know what? Let's go to the summary. Let's go to the summary and talk about this one because there's a lot here. There's nomination. The next section is about contracts. The next con- the, the next section is about termination. And then uh, something about special procedures for probationary teachers, which is interesting. So let's talk about the summary. Okay. The bill requires a probationary teacher to be evaluated during each year of employment as a probationary teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And provides that if – 
A third-year probationary teacher does not receive a summative effective rating indicating ineffectiveness during year one or year two. The probationary teacher's contract must be extended automatically. Let's talk about that one first. Sure. So That's, that's going to cause some... Hmm? So from, I'm a new teacher. Yep. Brand new. It's my first year. I'm effective. You get an effectiveness rating. Great. Congratulations, Matt. Second year, I get an effective rating. An effect, an effective rating. I am still, you're still, you're still effective. I'm somehow, I am still effective. All right. Um, so I come back. My little third. less confident in the evaluation system at this point, but go ahead. Me too. <laughs> so now I'm in my third year, which is the final year of being a probationary teacher. Okay. I'm ineffective. Right. I've gone downhill. Right. According to this, my contract will be extended automatically because I did not get an ineffective in the first or second year. According to this, it doesn't – if I'm reading this right. Oh, that's an interesting take on If this. I'm in my third year, third year doesn't matter anymore. If I'm effective in my first year and my second year, I'm automatically extended after my third year. So if I'm a new teacher – Let's walk through this again. Go I'm ahead. A first, first year teacher, and I'm effective, and then I'm effective again. I'm guaranteed at least two more years of teaching in that district, because my third year they brought me back, and my contract extends automatically. So I've got two more years where I could be totally ineffective, but it doesn't matter. I'm there. They can't get rid of me as a probationary teacher, because I was effective the first two years. The first two years. That's where I started with this one. Was like. That third probationary year is basically doesn't matter anymore. Yep. Because if I'm, I can, in, I can see how I can I can see how that. Let's do it the other way. I around. can see I can see that. Brand new teacher, my first year, I'm effective. My second year, I'm ineffective. Mm-hmm. My principal at that point can either let me go, right, or keep me for a third probationary year, and at that point I can be let go. Because I did get an ineffective either my first or my second year. So okay. that gives me a chance. I start out great, but then I just kind of fell apart, and we don't want you back. That one's okay. Now, I think that was the point of getting three years to begin with. But once you are effective for your first two, you automatically have two more years, no matter what. No matter what. I've been looking through the language and trying to see um, anything that goes against that, and I can't find anything against that. That is that is what it is saying is that the first two years, it's it's up for grabs, but then but that third year of your probationary, you're basically you're basically professional staff at that point. You're basically tenured in, and if you want to use that kind of language, and you're automatically you're good. So what's the point of the so third what's year? the point of the third year probationary? So it seems like only if you're ineffective in one of the years do you does it matter about the three years? Right, ineffective right, 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 right. Eh, You know, Matt, we might want to let's try again and hear your supports, and you get that third probationary year rather than making the decision. I'm, that's fine. Right. That happen. That should happen. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you need more time. But the first part is kind of weird to me. It, it well, yeah, and that's that, that's that's the part that's going to have so many so many issues because. Um, a lot of the, the 
what this is now doing is it's if 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 a school district has a three year probationary um, rules for their PEPG systems, then this effectively makes their third year completely moot, and districts cannot make a local decision. Like a lot of times, they go from a probationary to a professional certification or a professional contract, mm-hmm. and if that happens, that after that third year, well, then they're in the they're in a completely different. Uh, realm for being evaluated mm-hmm. oftentimes you know um, a probationary teacher gets formally evaluated every single year whereas a professional certification might be every two or three years mm-hmm. so by the third year with this though you're now already on that track because no matter what happens that year you're extended automatically if the first two years were good you're, and you're going to get evaluated because you're still in probationary year and he, even if it's terrible even if it's all zeros like you did absolutely nothing and you were actually horrible you just didn't break any laws you just were completely ineffective as an instructor all year long i'm wondering why you're looking directly at me when you say those words there's absolutely no reason for that i mean you are the only other person in the room but I'm glad that you read between those lines because that, that was the message I was sending. Subtext. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the last part of this bill uh, basically requires special procedures for probationary teachers in the PEPG system. And let's see if I get this one right. You have to have a formal evaluation each year. You have to do observation as, observations of practice and formative feedback throughout each year of the probationary period and a written explanation of any deficiencies in effectiveness uh, including a plan and blah, 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 blah. That one seems pretty straightforward that right. you have to do these things for your brand new teachers. Yeah. I'm okay with the first part and the third part. And the th- second part is that's where I'm seeing a lot of testimony being focused. I do too. Okay. I agree. That's, that, that's going to be the, that's going to be the issue that's going to drive this whole, a whole lot of testimony or, or acrimony against this one. So let's talk about acrimony. probationary. We love probationary periods. Acrimony. Acrimony. Vocab, kids. Is that like testimony, but just <laughs> ack, ack? So, so the um, next one is uh, LD729, oh boy. which is an act regarding <laughs> the probationary period for teachers, which is represented by Representative Dodge of Belfast on the committee and co-sponsored by Senator Bellows of Kennebec and, again, a whole bunch of other people. So this one is uh, directly related, I would say. This one is still confusing to me. So let's talk about the summary first. This one adds a lot of stuff to law, basically adds a lot of lines. Let's go with this one. So the summary says, this bill provides if a teacher completes a three-year probationary period in a school administrative unit and later teaches in another SAU, that teacher will only have a one-year probationary period in the new unit. Okay, so let's want, let's do this. I started what it is right now. Let, let's do it sure, right so now. Yep. Okay, I started teaching at Lisbon, and I taught there for four years, for three years. Go three Greyhounds. Years. Yes, go. Thank you. Yes, shout out to Lisbon. <laughs> I taught there for three years, so I completed my two years of probationary, and then I was on my professional contract. Sure. Then I moved to Haldale High School. Go Bulldogs, you're supposed to say. No. Wow. <laughs> send all <laughs> email to Matt. Yeah, send them to Matt. That's right. Wait a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. So then 
as a new teacher in Haldale, I was on a probationary What's contract their again. The Bulldogs. Okay. Just making sure. Forgot already. <laughs> mean. Wow. So to I be, started. To be fair, the only reason why I know Lisbon is because I used to coach um, Winthrop Middle School soccer. And we played them all the time. And the Winthrop mascot, the Ramblers. It's a fighting school bus. And I'm not kidding. It's one of the best mascots in the U.S. I love the Ramblers. Love the fighting bus. The fighting school bus. Derailed us again. Where are we? So we're 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 talking about <laughs> okay. So I moved to Haldale. Yeah, you moved I, to Haldale. I started started Lisbon probationary, then professional, then professional. Then I moved to Haldale. Yes, I'm probationary again. Correct for two years. Correct, and then eventually got my professional certificate here. Again, for some reason, who knows why? Still here. So this would say I complete my time in another school. Right. I, so let's say I completed my time in Lisbon. I moved to Haldale. I'm only on probation for one year, period. Yep. You have one year to figure out whether you want me or not. Yep. Which means, in essence, I've, you've got about four months to figure me out before those decisions start getting made. Right. Yeah, because they're, they're making tight. They're making those decisions. They, they, they have to make those decisions in February, yeah, really. Yeah, they know. They, they know. know. Because you have to for budget and for hiring purposes. You kind of have to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah, here? well, also to be just to be, to be fair. To be fair and to be kind yeah. to the human being who's the, who you're dealing with there. You say, well, we're actually not going to go with you. So we want to let them know as soon as possible so that they can get their name out, so that they can go and find a, a new a new position as as quickly as they can yeah. with as much support as they can. You don't want to leave it till you can't leave it till August. Say, oh, by the way. Right. There's a legal date in law right now, which is right. May, May 15th. May 15th. Um, to my knowledge, that's rare when it takes that long to give actual notice to the teacher. Yeah, it's got to be 90 days before, before there the be no, contract notice ends, has right. to be right. 90 days or something before that. So this one, again, basically shortens up the probationary period so you're not in a probationary period for more than three years just once. You'll, you'll have that once. Yeah, and every, if every you time. move, you get one year probation and they decide whether you're professional or not yep, every every time you go to a new district to be one year probationary whereas opposed to the other bill every time you move to a new district you'd be still under a three year but that third year wouldn't count yeah these two are a little strange this one i think there's going to be a bit of testimony too because that's just that's a major change that's that's a huge change and that's you know? that's again taking a lot of the a lot of the rules and a lot of the the, the say out of the local local control and local um evaluation system and local school boards and so whether or not we know how maine feels about local control so they they, we, they tend to like it a lot so let's talk about local control with the next one All ld right. 664 this is an act to organize biannual county meetings for local school boards this one is presented by representative samson of alfred on the committee and co-sponsored by a whole number of representatives and a senator so this one is new legislation uh, the state board organizes and oversees a biannual meeting in each county for the school boards in each county for the purpose of engaging in peer-to-peer discussions, new ideas, reviewing rule changes by the department, and other things happening to SAUs. Each school board sends up to three representatives. State board sends one to a biannual county meeting, and costs for those meetings are split between the state board and the SAUs in that county. That's where I see this bill getting hung up. 
It's always about the money. It's always right? about the money. It's always about the money. So, so, now, so now we're going to require our SAUs. And we, we could get into the rest of the details because everything before that, I am completely, wait for it, on board for and with. Yeah, I see. I see. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy. I'm very proud of myself. You should be. You very can, proud of myself. You can sit in that one. I will. <laughs> so I'm sitting in a lot over here this episode. I do like the idea of this one. I do. I do, too. I do like I, the idea of this one. I mean, you're a former school, school board member. Yep. I'm a current school board member, and we know how how complex the world of being on a school board is, there, and there's a lot. And we are in the education field, so we have a better sense of this. Other folks on school boards, they don't have any sense of what's going on, so they're really coming at it completely, just completely new. So the opportunity to come together with other school board members to hear what's going on in districts, to talk about policy, to talk about how do you hold board meetings and things, do all that stuff, boardsmanship, et cetera. That's a really great idea, in my opinion. Okay, so I'm going to say I really dislike this bill. And I'm going to tell you why, Matt. I, I don't think I could stop you. You can't. So I don't know how the buttons work, so no, I can't. <laughs> Here's the purpose of engaging in these discussions. To develop new ideas, uh, issues impact school administrative units, and reviewing proposed rule changes by the department and other policies and issues. You know what these meetings are going to do? Take away from this pod. We started this to do just those (laughs) things for people. So instead of holding these meetings and having all that cost, all you have to do is download the pod and listen. so, so Representative Sampson, if you are listening, and I, I pray that you are, here's what I ask you to do. Add an amendment when you present this bill to say that during the meeting, during these meetings, everyone will have to listen to past episodes of Maine Education Matters. With Matt have Matt. to. Have to. Put a shall in there. Shall. Must. Not may. Will. Yes. Will. That would be and my that, amendment. That is, that is how you'll get Matt's support. For this bill, full support thrown behind it. If that during the meetings, that's all they do is to listen to our episodes. According to our last pod, we're going to try to figure out how to co-sponsor some of these. I think so. We and gotta... I, I think there's one right there. I think so too. We want to co-sponsor this, but we need this amendment in there. <laughs> Shall listen to all episodes of Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. Then I'm on board. <laughs> so it's about the cost one for this one. That that's going to get some that's people, especially it. if you look at the county. County is the largest county east of the Mississippi River. Oh, there's some geography, folks. Mm. Some geography for yeah, you. A little trivia. So yeah, so that it's a it's a cool idea, and I agree. Putting people together to talk about things that you know. I remember when I was on the school board, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, you know, it took a while, but you can only talk to your own peers that are on the school board. What if school boards got together and talked about other things? Love it. That's awesome. Right. But again, instead of doing that, just listen to the pod. They, they could just listen to the pod and make yeah, decisions for themselves. Yeah, my God. That's what we do. Let's go to the next one. We make the decisions for them. Who are we kidding? <laughs> LD727. <laughs> this Oh, this should be all right up your alley. This is an act concerning funding of alternative organizational structures. It is. You are in an AOS. Um, yes. I wor- well, I work for an MSAD that is part of an AOS. You got me? You with that? Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's the, cause, yeah. It was the same thing as when I read this. Again, it's one line, and this is the line they want to add. An alternative organizational structure must be funded at the same level as a school management leadership center under Chapter 123. So you know what this does? You know, you know why this is here? 
No. I'll tell you exactly. I know exactly why this oh, is here. thank you. So you know how they came out with those um, regional service centers yep. last year? Yep. Well, if you look at the way that the regional service center is set up, it's exactly the same structure of an AOS. Yes, it is. However, the region, the AOSs cannot get the funding or cannot get the same kind of um, application, whatever, be counted as an RA, as a regional service center because they're an AOS. Only difference. The AOS structure was not included in that part of the law. Even though, So what an AOS would have to do is they would have to disband, become a regional service center exactly as the same way that they were before and reformulate. And that's ridiculous. But that makes sense. What this is trying right, to do, I think. what no, this no. is, why would it have to, why would it have to, oh, why would it have to redo completely all this stuff? Redo, completely disband and then come back to be the exact same thing. Legal stuff. But they can do the legal stuff by simply making a, a change like this. That was hashtag analysis, by the way. Hashtag analysis. So this one was presented by Representative Tool of East Machias. So thank you, because I had no idea what that one was. Yeah, that's that's that. It, it's just one of those things when the regional service centers came through, they kind of went, oh, yeah, the AOS is they kind of do this. That's the way that their structures are set up. And Oops. we and the people in the AOS went, yeah. But we still have to go through all these hoops and do, do the exact same thing that we want to do, that you want us to do. And they said, well, that's what the law says. So now this is an attempt to change that, I think. Nice. Government process and action. Yeah. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Last one of the day, uh, which is, again, March 21st. LD 979, this is an act to provide consistent data regarding education funding. This is presented by Representative Stearns of Guilford and four current or former members of the Education Committee. So this one basically directs the commissioner to annually post on the DOE publicly accessible website statewide historical financial data on educating education funding for a period of no less than 10 years. So being more transparent. Yep, letting, letting the taxpayers and the folks in Maine know where their education money is going. So I think that's a good idea. The, there used to be something called the Data Warehouse oh, that had a lot of this days. information. Those were the days, right? Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. doesn't exist anymore. So I think this is kind of doing the same thing. It's, I, I think it's trying to rebuild that, yeah. Yeah, which is great, which I've heard was going to happen, and now this is going to kind of make it happen. <laughs> I think that this, this bill would say, no, you, well, you, you have to do that within the – don't drag your heels. It's not an emergency, so they can't do it immediately. Nope, but they can do it 90 days. They can do it in 90 days. We're so done with March 21st. March 20th. And the 20th. March 20th and, 20th and March 21st. What a way to say goodbye to winter and hello to spring than in Augusta at public hearings. Best days ever, except, for those, except for those nice Valentine's Day dates that we talked about yes. before. When it was about, all about funding. That was, that was really magical stuff there. So if you're a listener and oh, thank you and why this late in, but again, as Matt says, thank you. Follow us on Twitter. Please subscribe to us. Please, if you want every single one of these in your feed automatically, just subscribe. Just subscribe and, and tell, a, tell a friend, tell a superintendent, tell a school board member. If your school board members are getting together to have a meeting, could suggest to them, here, here's something to listen to to either prepare or have some communal listening. We'll bring cheese and crackers, maybe some apple juice. And all of that is free. All we of that is free. We don't charge anything. We charge nothing. With that, bye. bye.